And we are back for episode number 14 of the Illini Basketball Podcast. My intros are getting worse uh, by the episode, but we'll roll with it, whatever. Where are we going? Coming off of a couple of losses, okay? Everyone calm down, first off. Uh, Illinois loses 72-65 to Iowa and then 75 was it 75 66 to Maryland? I didn't even watch yeah. the end. I was so pissed. <laughs> and now, but um, so yeah, and- the bigger picture, they're 16 and 7, 8 and 4 in the Big Ten. They got a big one against Michigan State on Tuesday. We'll get into that later, but I guess we'll start out yeah. with the loss to Iowa by seven. And let me just, before you get into your thing, I'm going to say this one time, or I'm going to say two things. Do and I don't Do want to make Iowa fans that mad at me, so I won't say everything that I'm thinking. Number one. Uh-huh. Fran McCaffrey's a dweeb. We'll talk about that. <laughs> Two, Iowa is my least favorite team in the Big Ten, I think. They're bottom three. I'm, I'm glad that you're on that boat with me now. I, you know, I feel like I've always kind of felt that way about certain teams. We won't really say why because it might look bad, but. Um, yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not an Iowa fan. I don't, I don't like anybody in the Big Ten, really, but there's teams that True. I can stand. Stand, yeah. And respect. Like I'm gonna agree. actually win, not worthless, stupid Iowa <laughs> losers. Whatever. They uh, okay, anyway. I, I sound really salty here. I, you I, do I sound salty. I'm not that it's salty. all right, though. He, he, two losses in a row. We're not used to this, you know, in, in Illini Nation right now. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely the, the house is not burning down yet. So, people are kind of acting like that, but. You know, Illinois went into Iowa. Iowa's a five-point favorite. Um, line moved to four and a half. So, people are betting on Illinois. Um, Illinois is not, however, winning for them. Um, we both didn't think Illinois would be able to pull this off. Uh, I had Illinois losing 78-73, and you had uh, Iowa winning, of course, 77-70. Um, Nailed it. But uh, just Iowa's tough to beat at home, and they're, they're a tough team right now. So they didn't look very tough against Purdue, but that's because Purdue shot 8,000%. I don't know if that's possible, but play of the game, I'm going to go with Andres Felice. I, uh, I am going to go with that as well. And I know that for the next game, we have a different opinion. So that'll be interesting. Probably. Probably. Um, I just, Andre, he's, he's come off the bench. And he's, he's really helping this team right now. Um, he was six for 11 from the field, uh, two of four, surprisingly, from three, had 17 points, four rebounds, and one of those rebounds, I mean, I, got, I think I got three people that texted me after he got that rebound. He just – he outwilled everybody, ripped it out of Garza's hands, I believe. And uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a big rebound, and then, you know, Illinois kind of did old Illinois things down the stretch to, to give this game up. But um, I, I think that Felice is – is coming off the bench really well. He's definitely the the sixth man in the Big Ten right now in my eyes. But, um, of course, Illinois goggles, as they say. As I say, <laughs> I think. I don't know if anybody else says I that. but you say that. I say that a lot. Um, I felt like this uh, this game was just – it started off like an Iowa home game. They, they were kind of getting everything called for them. Um, there were some ticky-tack fouls against DeMonte. Um, Io had some foul trouble. One of them I saw he, you know, clearly grabbed the shirt of the guy. Um, the other one, there, there were a lot of off-the-ball calls, I feel, in this game. Um, but uh, I felt like Kofi, every time he got the ball down low, he was getting hacked by somebody. 
a few times trying to get a rebound. Garza basically looked like he was pinning his arms to his side. Um, so Kofi had no maneuverability down there. Um, but, you know, Iowa started the game 2-2 two two from three-point. Illinois was one of six. And, you know, I, I talked about it before. Once these teams start hitting these open threes that Illinois just likes to give up, um, they're going to have a hard time winning. So Iowa shot 43.5% from three, uh, made 10 of them. And, you know, Illinois had eight threes of their own, but they just take some bad takes. And, you know, Iowa went had that zone and – Illinois had no answer for the zone. Um, Kipper came in. DeMonte had the two quick fouls. So Kipper got 20 minutes this game. Um, did some good things. I'm not going to say they did awful. You know, he, he was terrible, but he did take a really bad shot from he, – he was on the line basically shooting a three. Um, just clanged. Um, and, and I, uh, afterward you know, or during the game, I, I've been trying to stay away from the hashtag Illini on Twitter, but I uh, fell back into it um, these last couple games just because that's what hashtag Illini does when Illinois is playing bad, I guess. Um, but they talked about how, you know, Kipper used to be able to shoot the ball um, his freshman year. He, he wasn't a terrible shooter. Um, I really think he's just – he's gotten so physically big that he's lost all touch. So, um, he, he only had one turnover for the game. I felt like he had a couple entry passes into Kofi, um, they, that weren't very good, but nobody else was getting Kofi the ball. I mean, Kofi's down there working his butt off and, and they just don't get him the ball. And I think that, I still think that the offense needs to flow through him. I know he's going to do freshman things and he's going to make mistakes, but that's the only way you're going to get movement in that zone. I mean, the moving the ball is is how you beat a zone in back cuts. And Illinois just when there's a zone, everybody shuts down. Um, it, it's just it, it gets hard to watch. I think you know personally, but um, uh, you know, Iowa did things when they needed to. Um, McCaffrey hit some big threes, which McCaffrey never hits threes. Had one um, with no time left on the shot clock. Had another one late in the game. And uh, Garza, you know, was was hitting them down the stretch too. And it just kind of made the game not, you know, viable for Illinois to, to get back in. Uh, Io, I felt just against the zone, he just kind of looked lost out there. Um, he he did have two off the ball fouls with he got a second one with seven minutes left, and and Underwood's theory is if you have two fouls you're not playing, and I don't get that. Um, as you know, you got to trust these guys like Io and Frazier and these guys getting two fouls to stay in the game and play with two fouls um, a little bit, or or else you're just you know you you're gonna get beat. Um, that's these guys have to be smart enough to do that. Uh, so Iowa doesn't play the last seven minutes. Illinois still has a 31 30 lead going into half. I was excited about it. You know, I thought that was pretty good for them. Um, you know, Iowa ended up with 11 points shot well from the floor. I mean, he's five of eight from the floor, uh, had three assists, but he only had one rebound, which I feel like Io, you know, he's been averaging five, six rebounds a game. Do you know how many he's been averaging? I don't know. All I know is that uh, 
he didn't rebound in this game and he hasn't he hasn't looked the same the last few games. Yeah. Yep. And I and I think it's a lot to do with that zone and you know. Do they not like try to fix it? Because they've been killed by that every game it's going gone against them. I yeah, I think that I I thought that they would fix that for the Iowa game and then you know they get into the Maryland game and you know they're winning and they go to the zone and they had no answer again. Um, but you know, Iowa's been making free throws, you know, on this run, good run. Um, he didn't shoot well from the line, uh, missed the front end of a one and one, you know, towards the end of the game that, you know, I think kind of hurt and he's just been kind of carrying this team and, you know, on his back, but, now that they're running zone, I mean, you got to get a guy in the middle. And that's one thing I will say about Kipper is he works the middle. Um, sometimes when he gets the ball, you don't know what he's going to do with it, but at least he works it and he gets, you know, people there. So um, Garza down the end of the first half uh, had eight in a row for Iowa to, you know, bring them back in the game. And it feels like Illinois just kind of goes on these, you know, towards the end of the first half, they go on this, you know, let other teams go on this run. It happens, happened in the Maryland game, too. Yeah, wait till we talk about that. My yeah. God, the second half. Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, Illinois comes out, set, you know, second half, and Frazier knocks down a three. Um, but then again, he ends up three of eight from three point, 12 points on the game. And like I said, he was in foul trouble. And he's been in foul trouble the last couple games. Um, and, and I just feel like he he and then he ends both games. I mean, we'll talk about the Maryland game later, but he in both games with three fouls. So what's sitting him on the bench for twelve minutes doing for us in the first half? You know, feel like that it's really hurting him. But um, I uh, and then uh, Kofi went to I had a Kofi went to the bench uh, in the second half, and then Iowa goes on a seven zero run. Uh, you know, Georgie just can't handle Garza they put Kipper on Garza for a little bit and they called three fouls in like a minute on Kipper those were horrible that was the yeah. worst part I mean of the game. I mean I could understand maybe one of them but those three that quick was it was it was really weird I mean it's pathetic yeah <laughs> they started to like figure it out a little more kind of let them play yeah and then they call that bs on Kipper like yeah. what is he supposed to do yeah how does Garza – okay, here's what I don't understand. So let me understand this, okay? Uh-huh. Kofi gets mauled all the time, no call, because of how big he is. Now you have a matchup with Garza, who's massive and a moron, uh, <laughs> against Kipper, who's also the same thing except smaller. He's yeah. smaller than Garza. And he gets called for, like, every, every little thing that he does is a foul. A yes. couple of them are horrible. Yeah, and they and like I said, they were all 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 off the ball fouls. I mean, and there were, I bet more than half the fouls called in this game were off the ball, um, which is just weird. I, I don't understand. You don't it. see that very often. Um, but yeah, Georgie's just been he's been struggling. He's he struggled both these games. Um, you know, he's kind of been struggling all season, but he went three and nine. He, right now, he's he can't make a a bunny. Um, he did have an amazing layup, little loop de do or what? I don't even know what it's you call the best it. Best thing he's done this season. It, it, was, it was impressive. Um, uh, he had four offensive rebounds, um, but then again, he had four turnovers. Uh, Kofi had three turnovers, 
just things that you can't do on the road and win. Um, and like I said, you know, I want, I want the ball to get to Kofi more. Um, and he's going to, he's going to have turnovers and, and those things are going to happen, but that's the only way you're going to get offensive moving and you're going to be able to get cutters is, is to get the ball inside and let him turn and make a pass. Um, but when you don't have anybody shooting the ball, well, it kind of, kind of hurts. So, uh, Georgie's big play and he, he did it in both games, um, turning the ball over, you know, 80 feet from the basket. It, just it, it seemed like it, that was just the tide changer. Um, I ended up getting fouled twice, twice in a row down, um, down the court, and one of them was another off the ball foul on you know Va or uh, who was it that got fouled? Um, uh, Wee's camp was was making a cut or something, and I mean barely got bumped, and they call off the ball foul. You know, Iowa makes makes four free throws in a row to tie up the game, and you just kind of like, oh no, you know. Um, Griffin had had uh, had. Well, there was a couple of plays. I, the guys aren't understanding the three point line got moved out, I guess. And there were two times Griffin did it once, stepping out of bounds on the sideline, and then Frazier did it when it was kind of it was kind of a needed the possession um, later on. So. Uh, like I said, Illinois has given up too many threes. They're, they played two teams that start hitting threes. Uh, Garza made four, and I think three of them were, you know, in closing time when Illinois needed stops. Uh, but Illinois didn't score the last four and a half minutes until Iowa made that three at the end. Uh, the, like I said, they just they got to figure out something for this zone. And and I thought that they were going to do something for the zone, you know, if it came up again and they proved that they didn't do anything um, coming into the Maryland game, you know, I kind of text you once they went into the zone, I'm like, uh Oh, here we go. But yep. um, Kipper after the game, uh, he did say he thought that he, his quote was, he's a good player, made some tough shots. And in my opinion, he got a couple, couple of favorable calls from the refs tonight. Sounds like a standard Iowa home game for Garza, huh? Yeah. Now, so, I don't think that the game was terribly officiated both ways. Um, I, but I do, you know, I think that there were fouls on Iowa just like there were on Illinois, but I think that Garza just kind of gets this bubble, you know. So Yeah, it feels that way. And I think that there was also a stretch there, like early second half it might have been, where Illinois was getting called for everything. That was probably within the Kipper Garza thing, but there yeah. was also like there was a huge foul the, advantage uh, for Iowa. Like Iowa yeah. had a lot less fouls. Then Iowa got called for like four in a row. Yeah, and then they made them back up. So, it, so the foul the differential the didn't look that bad. Yeah, as bad understand. as <laughs> yeah, I really I, don't get it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was they Illinois was in it, you know, and then it's just. There, we thought that Illinois was closing games, and now it seems that they're not. Um, well, because they don't have their closer hitting big shots at last couple yeah, of games. And, and they like when when the when these teams are running the zone, it just kind of seems like Io dribbles out there for seven minutes. They try to set a screen, which is hard to do against a zone, anyways. 
instead of moving the ball, the only way to beat a zone is to pass the ball. Is the you can pass a lot quicker than those guys can run around. I mean, that's that's junior high basketball. You learn that stuff when everybody's running zones against you. So they waste fifth. They waste twenty seconds of the shot clock every time, just flipping it to each other. At the doing top. nothing. Yeah, doing nothing. And and you know if you're gonna, I'm okay with them doing that. May, well, I'm not okay with it, but I'm more comfortable with them doing that against man-to-man because you can do a pick-and-roll or something. But against the zone, you can't. I mean, you're just you're just hoping that you hit a shot, you know, and it's probably going to be a contested shot, and it's probably not going to be inside, They're, especially the way they don't get the ball inside. <laughs> typical bad possessions have been waste 20 seconds messing around at the top, get it inside, get real sloppy inside, and then turn it over or miss. That's yeah. like, I've seen way too much of that lately. It, it has been happening a lot. And I said, like, I know Kofi's a freshman. He has a lot of trouble finishing at the basket unless yeah. he's dunking it. That's a problem right now, and I don't know how far they're going to go without being able to finish it inside with their big guys. I mean, they have Feliz and Io who can drive to the basket and they can hit about everything there. Yeah. Uh, but also Georgie missing everything has hurt. Like the only yes. thing that he makes, how many, did he make more than one shot last night? Cause it really doesn't feel like it. Uh, he made that three and that's it. That's all. Yeah. I mean, what, I don't know. He only took four that. shots last night though. It seems like he has the ball way too much, but he missed. I mean, he, I think three of them were, well, he had tried doing a little baby hook, but another, but one of them was an offensive rebound. And I mean, all he had to do is go up and lay it in and he missed it. So I, I don't know. Georgie's an anomaly this year. I think, um, you know, we talked about how, you know, our Illini fans have talked about how Georgie was a steal because of how well he played last year as a three star, but he's kind of showing that he is a three star. Um, he just, you know, Georgie plays very flippantly, I guess, is what it is. You know, lazy passes, um, you know, weird passes. And and that stuff hurts you in Big Ten play, especially on the road. So, Well, it's happened uh, multiple times this year. Yes. Um, hopefully, with those two being together again next year, you would assume, because it doesn't look like Kofi is – no, there's I, no way. There's no way Kofi goes. Um, with those two together for a second year, that maybe they can uh, – it's just going to be weird because the team the – I don't know if Georgie will play much. Different. Yeah, I don't know if Georgie will play ne- much next year. Well, um, I mean, they're going to – hopefully, you would think that they're going to have a little bit more shooting next year with uh, yeah, Miller. Miller coming in because Miller is going to be a lot better shooter than Io, we would assume, right? I mean – That's that's what we've been told. And so. then hopefully that means that Frazier is going to actually, you know – be trusted by everybody you know yeah and yeah. then griffin hopefully he's a better shooter i think next year i would think that they're going to be more suited to beat the big teams a little more mm-hmm. frequently and uh not do what they've been doing which is whatever the hell the second half was last <laughs> night that was just horrible so illinois loses 75 66 and i picked them to lose by three what did you pick uh seven Five. 67. You had them losing by seven. Oh. You picked that right, remember? And you text me and you're like, I had Illinois losing by seven. 
Yeah. I had him losing by five. So yeah. I um, yeah, I didn't, I, I honestly, I didn't, I, the, how hot Iowa was. I really didn't think Illinois was going to win this game after the game. I thought, okay, Illinois can play with anybody now though. I um, felt that that's, way. That's kind of how I felt. I think a lot of Illini fans felt that way. And they're like, okay, Maryland's going to come in, sell out crowd, you know, number nine versus number 20. First time that, you know, there's been two ranked teams playing in Champaign since 2013. So um, I think that, that, that from what I've heard, the atmosphere was unreal last night. So, I mean, I but, said that I had a weird feeling about this game and, uh, you know. <laughs> yep. I thought, I, you know, I think I, I, think I was in the, the bandwagon of uh, Illinois was going to win this game and they were probably going to win it by 10. Um, that's really how I felt, but it felt that way early in the game. It did. Um, so did you have anything else for the Iowa game? No, all I have here is, uh, um, just, I don't, I, I, all I want to say right now is please beat Iowa to end the season <laughs> yes. at home, please. Yes. After the way that game ended, um, I hope that they got a lot of, a lot of, anger in them and also um, uh with the way the big 10 officiating has been in champagne this year it's been a little bit weird but please please dear lord do not give garza every effing call in champagne yeah, i don't think that the, I, I well who knows champagne why why are garza and kofi officiated against so differently yeah i agree they're like I, both massive yes yep it's it's weird. I don't know. I, I feel like Kofi gets fouled a lot, and there are a lot of no calls. Against him, yep. So. But so last night, um, Maryland comes into Champaign, like I said, to a sellout crowd, ends up uh, beating Illinois 75 66. I think you already said that. Illinois was uh, the opening line that I saw was a uh, two point favorite, and then it moved to three and a half. Um, so, like I said, people are betting on Illini. Um, I doubt they'll be doing it much anymore. Uh, I did. I thought Illinois would would win this game. Um, I thought that I was I was living on the rush of of Illinois good Illinois basketball playing at home. Uh, I thought Illinois would win by five. I had sixty seven sixty two. You had Illini losing sixty three sixty. So, um, good on you. Good pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm dominant right now. <laughs> uh, my player of the game is going to be Andres Felice again. Um, I was going to give it to Io, and I assume that's who you gave it to? Nope. No, okay. I went with Alan Griffin because okay. he had nine rebounds and nine points. He had three threes. A couple of them were nice big threes. They were, And yeah. he's actually like – I would describe what he was trying to do last night off the bench as trying to be a spark plug, and it didn't really work. Yes. That well, but he played well. I think that uh, I think that I would be okay with him starting, but I understand him not starting because it seems like he's just so much better off the bench. Him and Feliz are a yeah. lethal combo off the bench. And and we talked about this before the podcast. I you know my big thing has been he needs to start over Demonte, and now I'm thinking that he needs to start over Georgie. Um, a little more offense early. I mean. That's the thing. Griffin's a, a big kid. He can play the four. I mean, seems like he rebounds better than Georgie at this point. Yes, yeah. he's all he, over the place. Yeah, he knows where the ball's going. Um, I picked Feliz because uh, 
he like again he came in and I, and I feel like he just kind of takes over where Illinois can't do anything. Um, he had 12.7 rebounds, no turnovers, uh, and then he came into this game averaging 16.3 points per game uh, over the last three, so not counting this game. But uh, I really just feel like he has been the catalyst to this team um, as they're struggling. So uh, Io had a good game. Uh, not going to say he didn't, uh, but he had four turnovers, and a couple of them were were down the stretch towards the end. Um, just Io's ball handling struggling again. And I think it's the zone because he's not one-on-one and he's getting double teamed. Um, and he went on a streak for a while where he missed eight shots in a row. So the guy that you want, you know, winning the game for you is, is not shooting well. Um, Io was one of six from three, five of 17 from the field. So, and, and his three that he made was to start the game. You know, that's how Illinois started with a with a three from Iowa. And then, of course, DeMonte hits a three. Georgie hits a three. Turgeon gets teed up. DeMonte hits another three. And I'm just like, here we go, baby. Let's go. This is this is the Illinois that I thought would come out. Um, and then DeMonte didn't take another shot the rest of the night. Uh, I'm not even sure he looked at the hoop. Um, and then uh, – I, I thought that uh, Kofi, you know, they were getting him the ball. He's doing all right. Uh, it looked like he's playing well at the beginning, and then he ends up shooting one of five. Um, Georgie was one of four. It's just our big guys aren't producing, and that's it's going to be tough. Um, Georgie or Kofi did get to the free throw line ten times, made seven of them. Um, but Illinois overall free throw shooting was horrendous. Yeah, it uh, really killed them down the stretch. Yeah, they 14 for 24. And I know you're not going to make 100%, but, you know, you make eight of those, eight more or seven more, and this game's not a nine-point game. It's a, you know, it's a three-point game down the stretch. Um, yep. And, yeah, Georgie went 0 for 4 from the line. Um, and I did see somebody said that uh, in conference play, Georgie is eight of 18 from the free throw line. So um, once again, Frazier gets two early fouls, uh, gets his second one with 12-12 left, and Underwood doesn't put him back in the game. Just, hey, we're going to run with it. And I feel, I honestly feel like Frazier is the only one that attacks the zone like you're supposed to. Um he does try to, you know, penetrate a little bit. But, you know, Illinois was out running, you know, beginning of the game. They're against the man. They were they were running the floor. It looked really good. They were up 31 to 17 with nine and a half minutes left to play. Um, and then they ended up shooting 11 of 41 from there on out. Um, so they, you know, Maryland went to that zone and it was the it was literally the exact same zone that uh Iowa was running. Uh they did mix in some one three one with it. They did mix in some full court press with it. Um, but it was literally that one two two with the with the wide wings out. Um and Illinois didn't know what to do. Uh I mean Frazier, you know, him not being in, not, you know, having that shooter, you know, kind of hurts. He only took four threes this game. Uh you gotta you got to play him. I'm sorry. I Underwood's sitting guys. He said 
And then Kofi got two fouls with like 530 left or something like that. And he goes to the bench. Um, and so, you know, we kind of just let Maryland get right back in the game. Um, DeMonte, when I, Maryland was pressing, DeMonte had a bad turnover and Feliz was in the game. And I'm not sure why Feliz was, was playing up the court, you know. Um, he was just past the the half court line and DeMonte and Io were trying to, you know, bring the ball up. So I thought that was a weird, you know, set by Underwood. If that was on him, I don't know. Um, Things spiral out of control very quickly for this team. Yes. Um, and then uh, Kipper came in and, and he did some, some bad things. I thought, um, of course he had a, had, some really bad defensive plays. Uh, Scott got to the hoop, just drove right by him. And then Scott comes down, hits a three in his face. And uh, then uh, he committed a foul from, I mean, well, he got, I think he got beat again on a drive and then he committed a foul 85 feet from the basket on Cowan. They Cohen that gives him, you know, two, an easy one and one. I mean, he's not going to miss free throws. He's too good. Um, and again, Illinois just left a lot of open threes. Uh, Maryland hits 10 threes at, at, in Champaign, you know, you yeah. just can't allow that kind of stuff. Um, and I, Illinois ended up giving up eight points in like the last minute, um, two of Wiggins threes and, you know, another bucket and, and all of a sudden it's a two point game at half when Illinois was leading by 14 and, you know, in the, uh, game at Maryland, Illinois was up 15 at one point. So I don't know if this is Underwood getting out coached. This game seemed like he got out coached real bad. It um, also seems like they really, 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 really got outplayed. Yes. Like yeah. in the last 30 it's minutes. 30 minutes, yeah. I would I would agree with that. But those Wiggins threes like when you don't ha- when you don't have an answer for for the zone, I Who's not going to run zone against them now after watching these games? I mean, Izzo probably won't because he loves man-to-man. But I guarantee you, if they get down 20, 15 or something, they're going to they're, – Michigan State's going to run a zone because they know Illinois can't do anything against it. Uh, Maryland did shoot 61% in the first half. So, uh, they were getting to the hoop easy. Frazier got beat a few times, which he's supposed to be, you know, defensive guy. Um, Cowan had a couple back cuts on him. Just too many easy shots given up. Um, and then yeah, Georgie had two fouls, Kofi had two fouls, and Frazier had two fouls. And at one time, uh, the lineup was like uh, DeMonte, uh, Felice, Nichols, Georgie, and Griffin, I think were the five in. Um, so <laughs> not, not a lot of production in that lineup. I, so, like I said, I, I feel like he's got to start trusting guys. He he made a comment after the game about maybe trusting guys that we'll get to a little bit later. But uh, I the the second half just it wasn't fun to watch. Um, Slow death. Yeah, Kofi was was turn turn, but he you know turned around, threw it away, which I know he's going to do that sometimes. But he had three turnovers. Um, Georgie came down the next time and he had it like, you know, 20 feet out and tried driving it and two guys stuck a hand in, uh, Georgie had two turnovers and, you know, he did it again. 
um, this game. Illinois was making a run, you know, towards the end, uh, got it within a point, and Georgie makes a lazy pass, um, you know, down by Maryland's basket. And uh, Underwood said after the game that apparently teams are now scouting Georgie's casual, oh is what he God. called them, casual passes. Why does he even have the ball there? Well, he got a rebound. Especially, well, especially in the Iowa game. Yes, in the Iowa game, he shouldn't have had the ball because they were trying to break a press and getting it back in. He got that rebound, and he just kind of threw it, you know, threw it to the other team. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but um, I, I don't know. It was, it was bad. But uh, I thought that Cowan, you know, kind of – he's just – he's really good. Um He's he's unlike any player that Illinois has. The Big Ten has a lot of teams that have great college players. Yes. Like yes. Cowan with Maryland, Winston with Michigan State, uh, Lamar Stevens with Penn State. They just it's hard to they got yeah. these three or four year players. They're just really, really good college players. Yeah, and and there were I think twice when the shot clock was going down and he just pulled up and you know made made two threes that were he, crucial for them. Um and and one was in Frazier's, I think the other one was in Felice's, and they just don't have a hand up. I mean, the guy made a thirty footer to tie the game in Maryland, thirty yep. five footer. Like you know, he'll pull up from anywhere. Um, but yeah, he had Cowan had ended up having twenty points, three or five from behind the arc, and you know, Illinois just he probably could have had forty if he really wanted to. Yeah, yeah, I I believe that. So. Um, Kofi ended up getting his third foul with 15 minutes, 15 and a half minutes left, goes to the bench. Um, then he gets his fourth foul with five and a half minutes left, and Underwood sits him. I, why? There's five and a half minutes left of the game. Get the man in there. And get him the ball a few times. Yeah, I mean, he put up five shots the whole game. Um, and, the, yeah, the start of the second half, they it took eight minutes for them to make a basket. Um Luckily, they were only down seven when it happened. I don't know how that – I mean, it seemed like Maryland should have been up 20 by this time. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, Smith makes an open three, then Kipper comes down wide open and oh my and God. old can't hit a thing. That was – this that, that right there Kipper is shooting the threes worst. is not a pretty pretty sight. That shot is uh, the worst you, shot. You, you sent me a thing. He was the – he shot – the third most shots on the team. Oh my god, I don't understand how it's possible. You have what was it? Io, then Trent, and then Kipper. Yeah. Why? Uh, I don't I understand. Don't it's a he. He shot a straight on, wide open <laughs> three, and completely didn't open. draw anything. I would have made that. I guarantee it. Yeah. And if I wouldn't have made it, I would have gotten closer than that. At least hit the rim. Oh um, my god, that's horrible. Yeah, and that you know he had the one take to the hole where I mean I I swear. Kipper has done that where he puts it up and gets it pinned in the rim. That was I'm so guessing, weird. Fi- I'm guessing he's done it five times in his college career. Was he trying to dunk that? I don't know what he's trying to so. do. I think so. Why would he so. try? Just, he just doesn't – he can't jump high enough. He is 10% solid plays on offense and yeah. 90% stupid plays on offense. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, he has the ball too much. Yeah, I – I don't know how he got nine shots off. And but. guess what? Sitting players who are in foul trouble just gives Kipper more opportunities to f something up on offense. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's it. 
you know, Illinois is down seven with 11 minutes left, like I said. And then Griffin hits a three to get it within one. one, And then Illinois gives up another three. And then Griffin comes down and hits another three. And that's when, you know, Georgie coughs up the ball. And Illinois went into this, to their stagnant, you know, can't move the ball against the zone. A lot of ISO play from Feliz and Io. It's just, it's not good. I don't, I don't understand how they don't do it. And I did, they won the rebounding game uh, in this game and they did in the Iowa game and they still can't, can't pull out wins. Um, So Underwood after the game did say that he's like, we just quit moving the ball. Didn't move them enough. Um, I mean, for 30 minutes, they didn't move the ball though. Like at what point do you, do you not get it fixed, you know? I don't uh, get it. Yeah. Um, and I, like I said, I think everybody's going to run the zone um, against them. But I, I was texting you today about uh, the Michigan State-Michigan game. Michigan State's down seven or eight, you know, with two and a half minutes left. And they're pressing and they're, you know, trying to stay in the game. And Illinois, a team that has, you know, last year all these guys, you know, ran, you know, they, they've ran defenses where you do that kind of stuff. And Underwood would not press. Two and a half minutes left, down seven, and he's letting Maryland walk the ball up the court. Does he not trust this team? I don't, I don't know. what. I mean, let him get a quick, easy layup. I mean, but you got to extend the game as much as you can. Also, props to, number one, props to Maryland for actually hitting the open threes because – yeah. Illinois allowed so many of them, and like, well, like, they went to that that hybrid defense. I don't know what that was. The Griffin, uh, the Griffin three, and then Maryland answering right away happened yeah. like thirty-one times. It feels like in the second half, <laughs> right? Where Illinois, you're, yeah. you're like, okay, we're close, we're right back in it. Yep. And then Wiggins or Scott or Cowan hits a three. So. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then, it you know, it was some other guy. Like, Scott hit a three, you know, why did they just let him shoot him? They were running that that defense where Kofi was just standing around their basket. They were letting Smith kind of roam around and do whatever he wants. Um, he only, only made one, but one of them was huge. I mean, uh, down the stretch, and it was just nobody – I don't know what they were doing. And then I think Kofi got taken out, and Georgie was just standing in the lane. It was like – Go ahead and shoot against us, guys. You know, I don't know, but I like I said. Hopefully, they figure out this this zone because I think they're going to see it a lot. They've been killed by Maybe threes. The they were killed by threes in both of these games. Garza hit some big threes for Iowa. Yep. And then Maryland has like a hundred guys in their team that can hit big threes. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just it was not. Got some real, real nice Underwood game. quotes at the end of this game, huh? I do. Um, but I am going to say before that, Maryland's a good team. Um, they, they're, they're leading the Big Ten, of course. This, this wasn't a shock that Illinois lost this game. So It was a shock um, for most of the fans to think that they should be like a one seed. I think so. But, yeah, after the game, Underwood said, we're still playing for a championship. This game doesn't define anything with eight games to go. I disagree. I disagree too. I think that you you prove your point if you win this game and you prove that you are good enough. Um, 
again, Maryland is a great team, but Illinois, it's, there's not an easy game for like four more games. Um, I wouldn't say there's an easy game for the rest of the year, even with Nebraska not. and Northwestern. Probably not. But I mean, you, you're going to Michigan State's coming to town. Then you got to go to Rutgers, and you got to go to Penn State over the next three games. So, I mean, I'm gonna be happy if they won one of them. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, he said something about people. I guess, I guess the media is asking him why he's sitting these guys. Um, but he's on the players in foul trouble. He said we were in a pretty good flow, which. I don't know when they were in a good flow when they, you know, had Frazier on the bench and stuff. Maybe that's something we think about a little differently now. So maybe he's going to start playing guys with two fouls. You know what's going to happen is he's going to keep Frazier in. Frazier's going to get three fouls immediately, and then he's going to be like, told you so. But, yeah, well, uh, uh, it's it, what I would say is uh, the quote, the, the way to um, – you know, translate this quote is, I don't really know what I'm doing for Underwood. <laughs> That's what he should have said. That's a, yeah. That's what it yeah. felt like. That's it, yeah. Uh, I mean, to have in some of the lineups he had in, um, and just I think that's what helped Maryland get back in the game. And and Turgeon did say after the game, uh, he said, you got you got to do good and you, you, got, you got to be good and you got to be lucky. Georgie had two, Kofi had two, and Frazier had two fouls. If that doesn't happen, I'm probably not as happy as I am now. So he knows uh, that that was pretty big, having Frazier sit for 12 minutes. Um, like I said, had Io sit for seven minutes in the Iowa game. You got you to gotta trust your players. Um, you, can't, you can't have your best players sitting that much, I don't think. So um, Te- Tevion did come in for two minutes. Immediately got the ball and felt like he had to shoot, I guess, um, and then never saw the floor again. Um, Shock. I, people are saying that, like I did see on Twitter, people are saying that he gets beat all the time. I didn't see him play bad defense. Did you? No. Maybe I maybe I missed it. but. And if anyone gets beat, how many times did Kipper get beat last night? Yeah. No. Four, probably. I'm sure he Frazier was those Frazier guys, was so. getting beat, you know. I mean, Frazier, but, the only excuse Frazier has is that he's facing like the best guards yeah, in the he's conference. Guarding Cowan, <laughs> I agree. Probably, I, agree. I would say Cowan and Winston are the best guards in the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, good luck. You got back-to-back games against them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so I like I said, it's a disappointing loss. Um, they they need to bounce back and they need to beat Michigan State, which is going to be tough to do now. Um, since Michigan State's on a three-game skid after losing today yeah. against Michigan. Um, and and I just put, there's no shame in losing to the best team in the Big Ten, uh, but they really need to figure out how to how to attack a zone or it's going to be a long season. Um, it, you know, you're eight and four. You're still second, sitting at second in the Big Ten. You play the other team that's second in the Big Ten on Tuesday. You know, it's it, – the house of cards is not falling yet, Illini Nation. So let's let's we, not. So I want to know. You know how Illini fans are. So Michigan. So they all these games are sold out, right? Mm-hmm. I want to know if Michigan State will still be a full house, and I'm going to be at the game. So I'll let I you guys. It, I think I'll it will be. That. I think it um, will be. And then if they lose that game, will people still keep coming? I want to get into the overreaction a little bit about this game. Yeah. 
because oh my god they're 16 and 7 like i was feeling i was pissed i will say that i was mad about this <laughs> yeah game. i don't think anybody was happy that they lost but... but with all the all the losses that we've seen over the years i mean it's easy to like you know regroup a little bit quickly but like some of these tweets oh my god <laughs> That's a hashtag line. I, I told you I've been trying to stay away from them in these last two games. It can be entertaining. Sucked me in. They sucked me in. And, and I feel like that's why Illinois had been winning games because I stayed off of it. So I'm not getting on it again yeah. until games are over. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll get on it. So here's the worst argument that I saw last night on there. Okay. Let's hear it. The, the the way that they've been playing, the expectations have just completely risen and that anything but like a – I think it's anything but a four seed is unacceptable or something. Like seriously? Yeah. I just I, want to make the tournament. Yeah. That's what that's it a, should – That the, the expectations should not change at all unless right now they were like 20 and three or something. Yes. Then you feel that way, but they're 16 and seven. Why would you all of a sudden? They've, yeah. That and they've lost, four is a, they've is lost a Miami loss. and they've lost a Missouri. So Those were horrible losses. Yes. But still they were, I mean, they weren't, they, it's not like Illinois has just been putting teams away. They shook uh, those losses off. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the, but they've been winning games at the buzzer, which they didn't do last year. Mm-hmm. So last, so Basically, this team is not that much different than last year, except they're winning those two three-point games. And they also – I don't – it's hard for me to remember that much from last season because they were, like, weirdly good sometimes and just really yeah. bad. Yeah. But, like, I can't tell. Like, I guess it doesn't really feel like they're playing that much more together better. Like, yes. it doesn't seem like – I don't know. I, against this zone, they're not playing like a team at all, I feel. I feel like it's a lot of Io dribbling around. I mean, Io shot six threes last night. Um and and Feliz shot uh three. So and they went one of nine from three. That's yeah. not Illinois' game, especially from those two. Like if if that happens and it's Griffin and Frazier doing it, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know. But Griffin and Frazier went four of nine from three. Exactly. So those are the guys that need to be shooting the threes, not Io, not Feliz. Um, yeah, I know Feliz hit two in the Iowa game that were huge. But, you know, throw one up. If you don't make it, let's just stop doing it. But they, ha- but they have no answer. They, ha- they, don't, they don't know what to do when the team runs the zone against them. But like you said, this, this is not uh, – I mean – and and I talked to you about this before these this ten game stretch where you know they were playing five hard games. Illinois starts eight and two, and I said if Illinois goes two and eight over the next ten games, do they get in the tournament? Yes, you agree, or you you think they will? I think if they're going to be on the bubble, I think that they'll probably get in unless two of those losses are to Nebraska and <laughs> Northwestern. I don't know how you justify it after yeah, that. Yeah, I think they value losses or they look at losses a little more than wins. Yeah, it seems a little like. harder. Um, so, but but if I told you at the beginning of the season, if I told you Illinois was going 10 and 10 in the Big Ten, they're going to win 18 games and they're going to make the tournament, would you not have been happy with that? I would be happy with that. And so I don't know why. I mean, yeah, they've closed out games and they're eight and two, you know, to start. But it's the Big Ten. You can lose five in a row in an instant. Look at Michigan State. They've lost three in a row. 
they come to Illinois and Illinois pulls out the game against them, they're going to lose four in a row. I'm sure Michigan State Twitter's not very good right now either. Though. So but at least they can say, "Well, we are perennial winning program. We're yeah, not. We haven't exactly. been in the gutter for ten years like Illinois." Illinois, yes, yeah, yeah. I just don't understand why all of a sudden all these Illini fans think that like this program is Duke or Kentucky or something. Right. Like I, they're sixteen and seven. The expectations going into the season were, hopefully, we can make the tournament. Yep. If not, uh, be close, I guess, and don't be terrible and they've been good yeah. they've been better than i expected yeah absolutely head and shoulders better than i thought i mean better than what i anticipated and i and i think i you know and i feel like there's a lot of illini fans that don't watch until they're good so then once they actually see them play you know and they're they lose a couple games they're like oh man they're you know this this is terrible they're better than this no they're playing the same they played all year it's just the last two games they haven't been able to finish, you know? Yeah. Um, I did have one. I knew you were going to bring up uh, hashtag battle on I. Um, I did have one that I saw while I was scrolling last night. That is, this is what El- every Illinois fan should be thinking right now. This uh, Kyle Daniels, uh, at Kyle Daniels, if you want to go follow him on Twitter. I don't follow him, but hey, you know, he wrote it, so I'm not going to take the credit. He said, relax. Good grief. This team has exceeded expectations. Maryland has more seasoned talent at the moment than the Illini. Regular season college basketball means very little. We have proven capable of beating or losing to anyone. Better days are ahead for this program. That's a little too optimistic for me, but I guess I can agree. <laughs> uh, and I would also say it, shouldn't, it should go without saying that Maryland has better talent. <laughs> yes. Like, they're just yeah they're uh, maryland's a 100 percent better more seasoned team um that that's just it's plain as day but you know you expect to win at home regardless of who it's against illinois is it's not gonna happen experienced. illinois is fairly experienced for a bad team like a bad like they haven't been very good late like the last few years but they're actually pretty experienced yeah compared to like let's say memphis who's up and coming they have a bunch of freshmen right you know so i don't know it's weird um i have i have one more negative one that i saw i don't know who put it out there i don't even really want to give them a shout out because they sound like an idiot uh (laughs) yeah well we're not shouting out the bad people yeah chanting nit and hashtag illini like it was nit really nit hashtag illini yikes so i don't know if that's serious or not but if it is um they will get in the nit if they want to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah do they take the bid remember that year they didn't take the bid i think they would yeah um but yeah i mean like maryland just uh, yeah they have a senior guard that can do everything uh in cowan and they and they're they have guys that do what they're supposed to do when they need to do it um they're, they they're, have a good coach there's a good chance that they're going to win the Big Ten this year. And there's nothing wrong with getting swept by the team that wins the Big Ten. Honestly, um, I think Maryland – them in the tournament, you know. Maryland is the only team you could make a really good argument for being the best team in this sloppy conference. Yeah. I, I think, and, and I said, you know, when we started this, when Illinois got beat by 20 in Michigan State, I thought Michigan State was the best team. And Michigan State is on a spiral that I haven't seen from a Michigan State team in a while. I think the other team you can make an argument for is Penn State. I think they're the second – they might be the second-best team right now in terms of uh, the way they've been playing. And they have – 
they like the other good teams in the Big Ten, they have an experienced star player, which is Lamar Stevens, mm-hmm. and they beat Illinois last year. They've been trending uh, in the right direction uh, for multiple years they've, now. They've won what five games in a row, and they went into Michigan State and beat them. They're seventeen and five right now, seven and four in the Big Ten. Yeah. They're twenty-two in the country. They're going to jump Illinois for sure, unless I guess they play Minnesota today, but. I think which which they lost at Minnesota this yeah, year. This is a home so, game. Um, yeah, but they got beat by Wisconsin at when Penn State was at home. So, but I right mean, now they're just yes, they're playing the best right now. I yeah, uh, there's no doubt about that. I right now, that. Um, overall in the Big Ten, I think the Maryland is still head and shoulders above just about everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the rest of the Big Ten, if we just look at it real quick, the teams that actually have a chance to make the tournament. I think Michigan still has a chance. Uh, Indiana, Ohio State, Minnesota, I doubt it. Wisconsin and Purdue, maybe. Rutgers, Iowa, Michigan State, Penn State, Illinois, Maryland are probably tournament teams. Are they still saying 10 teams out of the Big Ten? Or is that, um, has that changed? I saw something about that. I think the CBS one that I was looking at has nine, I think, okay. out of the Big Ten, which I think um, – if I look right now at the nine, I see Indiana, Rutgers, Illinois, Maryland. That's four. Uh, then your fifth one would be Iowa. Sixth, you have Ohio State. Seven, you have Michigan. Eight, you have Michigan State. And then I'm trying to find the other one. Who did I miss? Nine would be. There's a ninth one somewhere, but I don't know where they are. Okay. Somewhere. I don't know. I don't see them. I'm okay. blind, apparently. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Indiana? Did I say Indiana? I don't think so. That'd be nine. Yeah. Okay. And they're not going to – the only chance that Illinois has at a one or a two is Maryland. Maryland's 19 and four. Ten. Yeah. They would have to win out. Yeah. And I think it's I, – I mean – you got to give there. I think if whoever wins the Big Ten is usually, you know, at least a two seed. Um, I think whoever wins the Big Ten this year, unless Maryland only loses a couple more games, I think it'll be a three that wins the Big Ten. Yeah. And Maryland has, they still have Michigan State twice. That's going to be some, yeah. Right? They have and they have State. Penn State, right? Uh, they don't have Penn State. They have oh, okay. Nebraska at Michigan State. Home against Northwestern at Ohio State at Minnesota. Home against Michigan State at Rutgers and then Michigan. Okay. The only so game they got to go to Rutgers and they have two against Michigan. State. Yeah, they have two home games against Nebraska and Northwestern yeah. and Those, Ohio State at home. I mean, they who knows what? And nobody knows right now, right? Yeah, I just don't. It is there's no I, chance. The I just hope you know this is this is what I'm hoping for. You know, if somehow Illinois can finish top four. To have that two-game, you know, to not have to play until Friday or whatever in the Big Ten tournament that would be is nice. so much better. I mean, they've been playing on two. What well, they start on Tuesday now or something? I know they've changed it. All I know is that Illinois always plays early in the week. They usually yes. win the first game and then they lose their second. It's usually yep. how it's been going. So hopefully they can, hopefully they can stay top four. That would be ideal. Um, I can see them slip into five or six. Um, you know, maybe being a I, I told you today, I think that Illinois, you know, I think Illinois fans should be happy with a seven seed in the tournament. I don't think that that's terrible, um, especially yeah, with okay the with that. schedule they have coming up, um, you know, in their next eight games. It's, it's not easy. 
So, yeah, so before we get into the Michigan State game real quick, I guess we'll just say, yeah. like, the CBS Jerry Palm bracketology, which me and you are both going to do a lot more overall college basketball stuff starting on the 17th on the other network with the March Madness stuff. But uh, right now it has the bottom four um, portion of the bracket in the, I think it's the South region, the number one overall seed right now would be Baylor. And then you'd have Louisville at two against 15 Princeton. And then the other side of that would be Illinois at seven, Oklahoma at 10. So, I mean, either way, if Illinois is a seven or an eight or a nine or a 10, if they're in the seven to 10 range, they're going to face a one or a two likely. So uh, they're just going to figure that out. I mean, I don't know. Would you, let's just hypothetically, let's say that Princeton beats Louisville, Louisville, however the hell you say that, (laughs) and Illinois beats Oklahoma. Would you rather play Princeton than Louisville? I'd probably rather play Princeton. (laughs) But those 15 seeds that win, they always make a run. It's true. True. I don't think Louisville's going to lose in the first round. No, and they're probably not even going to be a two seed. This is all hypothetical. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Louisville, I don't think, is a team you want to meet in the tournament. We um, looked at them a lot differently when they beat Michigan the way that they did. Right. Uh, but that was a long time ago at this point. Michigan doesn't look like what they were then. Yes. Even though they still win games. I mean, that's, you know. <laughs> I think the the highlight of the Illinois season so far has been beating Purdue and Michigan twice each. Yes. Yeah. Especially the way that, you know, Purdue plays at home and Michigan play, you know, these teams play well at home and Illinois, Illinois and beat them both. buried Purdue at home. Yeah. And beating Wisconsin felt very good. Yeah. I, I can't remember. Uh, they were talking about who Purdue has beat at home, like over their last, well, or they were talking about the last four games or whatever. Um, and Illinois is the only team that's won at Purdue. Yeah, it was they beat Iowa, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan State. Yeah, or, at home, and they yeah. lost to Illinois. And then lost to Illinois. So they beat Michigan State pretty by good. Twenty nine. They beat Michigan State by twenty nine at home. Yeah, and then beat Iowa by forty ish. <laughs> yep, thirty six. So. Yeah. How do you give up 104 in the Big Ten? My God. Uh, you give up – the team makes 19 threes. That's how you do it. That, I read a tweet that said Purdue looks like – one day they look like the best team in the country, and the next day <laughs> they look like the worst team in the country. Yeah. Which, I mean, Purdue is the literal definition of a Big Ten team this year. Yes. Like, they're so good. One one game and the next game they're Streak, awful. Streaky good. Like, right so. now they're, they're at Iowa, and they're uh, beating them last time I looked. Really? They are beating them by 13 with two minutes left. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're a weird team. Yep. yep. So. Well, I guess, uh, what do you, you got that Adam Miller thing at the end here? Oh, yeah. Adam Miller was in the house last night for the game. Um, and, yeah, they talked to uh, Derek Piper, talked to him about, you know, coming to watch Illinois battle for, you know, first place in the Big Ten. And he is just talking about how it's, it's it's going to be fun to follow in those footsteps and and carry on that tradition. I hope he's and, a star. Yeah, and then he talked about uh, Brandon Weston, who we talked about last podcast, um, who's a junior this year. Uh, I think he's a four star right now, um, and he's he's already working on him to come to Illinois with. What him. position so, is he? I forgot. I think he's a power forward. I'm down. Count so, me in. Wait. Yeah. So is that is that Adam Miller confirming that he's going to be here for two years? I don't know. That's a good question. 
is that him confirming that he's actually going to come to Illinois? I think I, I think he's coming to Illinois. I, I I've I've put all doubt behind me. Um, just well, the way that he he talks on Twitter, um, you know, him coming to the game, he doesn't have to do any of this, you know. Yeah, but then it's like, and uh, and he made a comment. That I don't know if you saw about uh, McCaffrey um, doing his little stunt at the end of the Iowa game, <laughs> and he said like something like, "You don't mess with the boys from Noise or something." Oh so, God, oh um, boy. <laughs> I just hope that Adam Miller is a superstar in college basketball. That's all I, I want. Too. I hope he's just good enough to stay two years. I hope he's the <laughs> best player that they've ever had in school history. He did get uh, – uh, he's playing in one of the all-star games, like big all-star games. not the McDonald's All-American, but he's playing in um, some superstar shootout. So. Well, uh, at least going – watching them lose to Maryland is better than watching them lose to FAU. So <laughs> True. I mean, if they could convince Kofi to – stay stay here and i don't even think that matters i think we just make jokes but it doesn't really like i think underwood is underwood's recruiting ability which you know a lot of the assistant coaches are good recruiters too antigua and coleman have done good but Uh underwood's recruiting ability seems so much better than his coaching ability like it doesn't even seem close yeah i agree with that and that's um there's coaches like that i guess you know they they there, people like his his coaching because he's you know tough on the kids and and things like that. But the X's and O's of his coaching kind of questionable. I, I question them sometimes. Yeah, and um, I think that um, so <laughs> I don't know. I mean, keep bringing in good good players though. I mean, good players get you wins. Next next usually. year's the next year's the biggest year for him. Yeah, because it's really like all of his players. Yep. And you got some big ones coming in. You got a year two of a front court with two guys that you think are going to be good. Yeah. You got senior year for yeah. Frazier. Uh, going to be a bit, and you don't have uh, Yahoo's coming off the bench messing everything up. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, Felice. No. <laughs> yeah, I know who you're talking. About. Who's now? Yeah, before, I think Felice is going to be the biggest loss. I was about to ask. Who's going to be a bigger loss, Iowa or Feliz? And I honestly think Feliz might be Feliz. a bigger loss. I think that uh, what he does, he seems a little more consistent in his – He handles the basket. ball well. It's a thing. Like, I still – if you know, for Iowa still going to the NBA, um, he's just not a very good ball handler. Um, but I guess when you're out running in front of everybody – it's it's a little different. Yeah, he's so. not a good ball handler at all. Yeah. And Feliz seems like Feliz wants to go to the basket more than Io does. Yep. Io yep. seems to shoot too much even though he Io tries to go to the basket and he he doesn't he he hasn't been finishing lately either. So He also doesn't really have like the 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 body type where he can bang around a little bit more. Yeah. Like Feliz got some physical rebounds in that Iowa game. Yes. Yep. So they're different. Yep, definitely. So, um, got anything else? We're going to go to Michigan State? I don't have anything else going into this game. Okay. Um, yeah, Michigan State comes to back uh, for a rematch um, coming to Illinois. Uh, Sold-out crowd, like I said. So, uh, I, it's a game that I think Illinois needs to win. But, of course, Michigan State needs to win it, too. Both teams need this. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, I, I th- so I thought, you know, before this game, last night when I was typing this up, I thought that Illinois would be a dog in this game. But now I, I'm guessing that it's going to be a pick em. No, I think Illinois is going to be a one or a two. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be close. I think the home court, no, Illinois still has a good home record, and they've yeah. won every home game in the Big Ten except for that one. So yeah. I think yeah. the fact that they're at home and the way that it seems like they've been opening these lines up, it seems like home court really matters a lot. Yeah. Yep. And it has, you know, mainly it has in the in all of college basketball this year. So, yeah. um, but I, I mean, I I hope they win, but I I don't know. It just you know, like I, said, I they lost to Penn State. Michigan State's coming in, lost to Penn State, lost to Wisconsin, and then again they they lose to Michigan again today. So they're on a three game losing streak, and and it's a game they they feel like they're going to have to win. Um, you know, we all know what Cassius Winston does. He's averaging almost nineteen points a game. Um, Tillman's kind of been slumping lately. Um, I don't know how many he had today, but I know they struggled against Wisconsin. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, we just gotta, you know, cash, you gotta shut cashes down like they shut him down last year. Um, hopefully, you know, Frazier and Kofi can stay out of foul trouble. Um, and I think that if they do those things, they win this game. Um, like I said, Izzo is a is a diehard man to man guy, so it plays into Illinois' benefit. Um, but Illinois is going to run into some zones after the way they've been doing it. Um, after the way they they've played against them, so um, I don't know. I'm excited to be there. Uh, get to go to a sell. I don't know the last. I'm guessing the last time I was at a sell sell crowd in State Farm Center um, was the Indiana Illinois game in 2013. So yeah, um, I'm excited for the atmosphere. Uh, I don't know. There, I the kids Orange Crush was lined out lined up two and a half hours before the game started last night that so, gave me a bad feeling um, right out off the bat hopefully the buzz is still there hopefully everybody's still pumped um yeah you can't because this game i feel like this game means more than that maryland game did last night stop the bleeding they gotta they gotta uh take some pressure off themselves here and win this game yeah. and yeah. i said it a couple of weeks ago if you take cassius winston out of the game or if you can limit what he does michigan state is not that good of a basketball team no, they're not. I mean, they were the same way last year, even though they beat Duke yeah. in the tournament, they were still the same way for the most part during big 10 play. Like the game at the state farm center last year, where Michigan was ranked pretty highly and Illinois wasn't ranked. Uh, Illinois found a way to shut Winston down and not let him do what he does. And that makes Michigan a pretty Michigan state, a pretty average squad. Yeah. That's all you gotta do. Yep. All right, so. so I think that Illinois is going to win this game. Uh, I got them 65-60. I have Illinois winning 61-57. I think that they try to break out of this mini slump, two games in a row lost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's um, a tough stretch. Hopefully they all show up. Hopefully uh, good things happen, and hopefully they stay out of foul trouble at home because 
they seem to be infaltrable a lot lately, which is kind of what we thought they were getting away from. And, and it's, they've went back to it. Uh, Frazier, especially. So he needs to see a lot of time yeah. to, for Illinois to win games, I think. So uh, the, the, the uh, metrics and the rankings and all these numbers that they use, yeah. the Ken Baum, all that stuff. They uh, that they really don't like, like Illinois in because they, they lost the two 100s. So. They really like Michigan State. Really do. So I'm going to go over these Haslam metrics. And let me just uh, – I wrote these down before Michigan State lost. So they're going to be different come game time. But right now, where they are – because I don't think Michigan State is going to drop that much because they lost on the road and they didn't get blown out. They have lost three in a row. That's going to hurt them a little bit. But overall ranking, Michigan State is fifth and Illinois is 27th. Offensive efficiency, Illinois is 48th. Michigan State is 7th. Defensive efficiency, Michigan State is 11th. And uh, Illinois is 23rd. And then strength of schedule, Michigan State 16th. And uh, Illinois 29th. So Michigan State has all the advantages there. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Illinois strength of schedule is 29th. Yeah, it keeps going up. I was going to say, because I think they were like 80th last night. Let me look at last week. I got it. <laughs> okay, I could be wrong. Maybe it wasn't that high. It was 36th last week. Okay. Maybe I was mistaken. But. Well, at Iowa, that's a tough game. And then with the way Maryland's been. Oh, playing. yeah. No, I – yeah. Top 10 team. Maryland's top 10 team, guys. Don't well, I don't know where has the metrics has them, but I'm telling you, all these metric-based ranking things love uh, – love michigan state and ohio state a lot yeah they pretty much love the entire big 10 except for like illinois honestly (laughs) that's those two losses it's just dragging them down so i also think the metrics that they use actually show how inefficient illinois is really Mm -hmm. does um let's see maryland's 12th on this penn state's 11th ohio state's eighth so like maryland's a fourth ranked team on this in the big 10 really it's insane Minnesota, Minnesota's 18th, Rutgers 15th, Purdue 14th, Michigan 23rd, Iowa 25th, then Illinois. That's how many teams are ahead of Illinois in the Big Ten. It's like eight. So, yeah, well, we'll figure it out. I don't even care at this point. Hopefully, uh, you know, Illinois gets some wins and climbs up that. Does it matter? I don't know. All right, last thing. Actually, I want to ask you one thing about the Maryland game real quick that I forgot about because I was looking at Twitter last night and a couple things. How much of it do you think was Illinois' offense just being bad compared to Maryland's uh, zone? Uh, 50-50. I feel like it was a little more of the offense being horrible. I really, I, yeah. Because I, I, mean, I saw a lot of tweets about just, oh, Maryland's How good Maryland's defense so is. So good is. Yeah, I, just, I, don't, I don't understand. I mean, it's good, but yeah. Illinois' offense is just unbelievable. Bearable when it but gets the like thing that. is, they don't run that zone against it. That's I guarantee that's the first time they've ran that zone this year. Which is a testament to the state of the Brad Underwood Illinois offense. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Not good. Not good. So. Uh, last thing: Where will Illinois be in the top twenty-five if they are in the top twenty-five for this game? Do you think they'll still be in it? I think they're out of the top twenty-five personally. Um. I think that they'll be 25th or out, and I'm starting to lean towards being out right now. Yeah. Um, I just – I don't think you'd lose two games in a row, regardless of who who they are and you're still in. Uh, the interesting thing will be is Michigan State still in after yes. three losses in a row. Yes. 
obviously they got Michigan State on their chest. Everyone loves them, I'm telling yep. you. And Everybody also, loves they, they're 16th right now. They're 16 and eight. They're going to be close. I think they'll be like 24. I would say, yeah. would be my guess. Um, or you know, everyone's like, oh, they're still good. Like it doesn't even matter at this point. Let's let's put them at 17. Let's drop them one. Drop one little <laughs> slap on the wrist. Yeah, they might move them up. Who knows? Yeah, well, who, who knows? knows? <laughs> All I know is that uh, didn't seem like Tom Izzo was very happy about Michigan State fans. Uh, Ooh, yeah, harassing the players on social yeah. media. Why? Why are their kids on social media? Take them off of it. Um, do Illinois fans do that? I don't think so. Well, yeah, they say somebody, a lot of mean things. Somebody started a uh, alt. Uh, Demonte account for a little while. That's just mean because he's yeah. a college basketball exactly. player. It's exactly. not like they're in the NBA. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they were saying. I mean, I we I sit here and I critique college kids. So I, I mean, but we I try don't not like to say terrible things about them because they are kids. I didn't have anything else to say earlier when I called Luca Garza a moron. But I didn't mean it. <laughs> like I didn't mean that. So yeah. I'd like to apologize if any any Iowa. Sorry, family, Luca. Yeah, whatever. You're you're okay. Fine. Sorry, uh, not but sorry. <laughs> we don't like a, personally attack our own players. Right. I called Luca Garza a moron, but it was kind of an accident. So we'll just leave it at that. Just heated in the moment, you know, like yeah, Fran, that's, like that's Fran was, like Fran with his bird-looking face crying about getting yelled at. He <laughs> would, they were kind of going a little hard at him there, but it was funny. Made yeah. Great video. Yes. Where he's um, just like, oh, whatever, then waves his guys back to the locker room. <laughs> he's done it before. Um, Seems like he, a baby. He actually did it. There was a YouTube video. He did it in like 2016 uh, where like FAU or somebody was playing there and they played till the buzzer. Like they stole the ball and got a bucket. And he literally waved his kids off and said he wasn't going to shake their hands. He's kind of a baby. So, I mean, and then he's – but I, I, but I, I don't I don't have a problem with the dunk. Um, I know I a lot either. of people did. Uh, Illinois is trying to foul there. So, like, Illinois is still trying to foul, kind of. So, I understand. Yeah. Even though the argument that, oh, Iowa lost a game in this similar scenario before, that's just stupid. Illinois was not going to come back at that point. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's a whole big thing. Mm. Maybe, maybe we'll see a little carryover at the end of the season, mm. Illinois <laughs> and Iowa. Yep. Should be a good game in Champaign. So. Need to get physical with Garza. That's all I have to say about that. So we will be back uh, next Friday to review the Michigan State game. Hopefully a win. And then after that, we have um, a preview of the Rutgers game, which will be Saturday the 15th, and then a preview of the Tuesday game at Penn State on the 18th. So two big road games we'll talk about next week, and then this game, and then we go from there. And uh, yeah, we get a lot, of, a lot of big games coming up. Um, only eight games left. Hard to believe. But nice to be playing meaningful basketball in February and March. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, been, it's been a little bit. I mean, I don't remember the last time they were even like in a spot where they had a chance to make the tournament at this point. Yeah, you were probably in diapers. I think. Oh, I feel like <laughs> I feel like last year we thought they had a chance. Weren't they twelve and eight or whatever? Or like, they yeah. Had, I don't think they were. Twin. And then they didn't win another game. <laughs> were they? The, there's no way they lost like ten in a row. I think they were eleven and seven sure. or something like that. Yeah. Something weird, but they had a chance because they beat Michigan State, and we were like, "Oh man!" But this year they actually have a chance, so we'll see. Yep. We'll see everybody Should next Friday. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks for listening.